0: Bill of Rights Is it a set of prescriptions setting forth the fundamental civil and political rights of the individual and imposing limitations on the powers of government as a means of securing the enjoyment of those rights? The Bill of Rights governs the relationship between the individual and the state. it concerns is not the relation between private individuals. What it does is to declare some forbidden zones in the private sphere inaccessible to any power holder. People versus Marty Privacy and Autonomy the bill of rights cannot be invoked against private individuals. In the absence of governmental interference, the liberties guaranteed by the Constitution cannot be invoked. The equal protection erects to shield against private conduct, however, discriminatory or wrongful. Ira versus Pal Note However, where the husband invoked his right to privacy of communication and correspondence against a private individual, his wife, who had possibly taken from his cabinet documents and private correspondence and presented as evidence against him, the Supreme Court held these papers are inadmissible in evidence, upholding the husband's right to privacy. Solveta v. C. Relation to Human Rights The Philippine Bill of Rights establishes the relationship of the individual to the state and defines the rights of the individual by limiting the lawful powers of the states. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights inspired a number of constitutions of different states. In the Philippines, Article 3 and uh, 13 of the Constitution safeguard the rights of the people within the state, while the Commission on Human Rights ensures that protection of human rights as guaranteed by the Bill of Rights. Due Process of Law Due Process Clause no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall any person be denied equal protection of the laws. Article Three, Section One, the Constitution. Concept of rights to life, liberty, and property. First, right to life. The right to life is not merely a right to the preservation of life, but also to the security of the limbs and organs of the human body against any unlawful harm. This constitutional guarantee includes the rights of an individual to pursue a lawful calling or occupation, to express right or even paint his ideas as long as he does not unlawfully transgress the rights of others to exercise his freedom of choice, whether this is in the area of politics, religion, marriage, philosophy, and employment, or even in the planning of his family, and in general, to do and perform any lawful act or activity which in his judgment will make his life worth living the right to life commences upon conception that is upon fertilization hence the obligation upon the state to equally protect the life of the mother and the life of the unborn from conception and to prevent the legislature from enacting a measure legalizing abortion article 2 section 12 and imbong versus otsua right to liberty It is not only the right of a citizen to be free from the mere physical restraint of his person as by incarceration, but the term is deemed to embrace the right of that citizen to be free in the engagement of his uh, faculties, to be free to use them in all lawful ways. Alighier v. Luisana And right uh, to property, it refers to things which are susceptible of appropriation and which are already possessed and found in the possession of man. KINDS OF DUE PROCESS DUE PROCESS, EITHER A SUBSTANTIVE OR A PROCEDURAL. DUE PROCESS MEANS THERE SHALL BE A LAW PRESCRIBED IN HARMONY WITH THE GENERAL POWERS OF THE LEGISLATURE. IT SHALL BE REASONABLE IN ITS OPERATION AND SHALL BE ENFORCED ACCORDING TO THE REGULAR METHODS OF PROCEDURE PRESCRIBED AND APPLICABLE ALIKE TO ALL CITIZENS OF THE STATE OR ALL OF A CLASS PEOPLE versus KAYA. Purpose of the process clause is a guarantee against any kind of abuse and arbitrariness by anyone and any of the branches of government. More specifically, the purpose of the due process clause is to prevent undue encroachment against the life, liberty, and property of individuals and secure the individual from the authority exercise of powers of government unrestrained uh, uh, by the established principles of private rights and distributive justice, and also. Protect property from confiscation by legislative enactments from censure, forfeiture, and destruction without a trial and conviction by the ordinary modes of judicial uh, procedures. Kinds of due process, uh, substantive due process, and procedural due process. Distinguish uh, these uh, kinds of due process. As to basis of substantive due process, the purpose is this serves as a restriction on the government's law and role-making powers. 1. Or uh, requisites the interest of the public in general as distinguished from those of a particular class require the intervention of the state. Second, the means employed are reasonably necessary for the accomplishment of the purpose and uh, uh, not unduly oppressive upon uh, uh, individual. While procedural due process as to purpose serves as a restriction on actions of judicial and quasi-judicial agencies of the government. The uh, requisites are one. Impartial court or tribunal, clothed with judicial power to hear and determine the matters before it, jurisdiction properly acquired over the person of the defendant and over property, which is the subject matter of the proceeding, a third opportunity to be heard, and the fourth judgment rendered upon lawful hearing and based on evidence adduced. Substantive euphorasis requires the intrinsic validity of the law in interfering with the rights of the person to his life, liberty, or property. If a law is invoked to take away one's life, liberty, or property, the more specific concern of substantive due process is not to find out whether said law is being enforced in accordance with procedural formalities but whether the said law is a proper exercise of legislative power. Let us note that publication of laws is part of substantive due process. It is a rule of law that before a person may be bound by law, he must be officially and specifically informed of his contents. For the publication requirement, laws refer to all statutes, including those of local application and private laws. This does not cover internal regulations issued by administrative agencies which are governed by the local government code. Publication must be full or there is none at all. Tanyada versus Tobira. Uh, in a case where uh, uh, a law is uh, enacted, establishment or oper- uh, or the establishment or operation of business providing certain forms of amusement, entertainment services and facilities where women are used to tools and entertainment which tend to disturb the community, uh, the Supreme Court uh, decided if this ordinance uh, violates the due process clause. According to the Supreme Court, yes, these local establishments may only be regulated. They cannot be prohibited from carrying on their business. This is a sweeping exercise of police power. which amounts to interference into personal and private rights which the court will not countenance There is a clear invasion of personal or property rights. Personal in the case of these individuals, desiring of owning, operating, and patronizing those motels and property in terms of investments made and the salaries to be paid to those who are employed therein. If the city of Manila decides to put an end to prostitution, fornication, and other social ills, it can instead impose reasonable regulations such as duly inspection of the establishments for any violation of the conditions of this, uh, their licenses or permits. It may exercise its authority to suspend or revoke their license for those uh, violations, and it may even impose increased license fees. City of Manila versus LACU. Now, let's distinguish, distinguish constitutional. And statutory due process, constitutional due process protects the individual from the government and your him who is raised in criminal, civil, or administrative proceedings. While statutory due process uh, is found in the labor code and implementing rules, it protects employees from being unjustly terminated without just cause, after notice and hearing. This is in the case of Agabon versus NLRC. Note. The Bill of Rights is not meant to be invoked against acts of private individuals like employers' private actions, no matter how egregious, cannot violate constitutional due process. Effect when due process is not observed. The cardinal precept is that uh, where there is a violation of basic constitutional rights, courts are ousted from their jurisdiction. The violation of a party's right to due process raises a serial jurisdictional issue which cannot be glossed over or disregarded at will. Where the denial of the fundamental rights to due process is apparent, a decision rendered in disregard of the right is void for lack of jurisdiction. This rule is equally true in quasi-judicial and administrative proceedings for the constitutional guarantee that no man shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. is unqualified by the type of proceedings, whether judicial or administrative, where he stands to lose the same. Garcia versus Molina and Bilasco. Effect of Weber or uh, is stopped. Due process is satisfied when the parties are afforded a fair and reasonable opportunity to explain the respective sides of the controversy. Thus, when the party seeking due process was in fact given several opportunities to be heard and hear his side, but it is by his own fault or choice he squanders these chances, then his cry for due process must fail. Relativity of due process. Relativity of due process arises when the definition of due process has been left to the best judgment of our judiciary considering the peculiarity and the circumstances of its case. In a litany of cases that have been decided in this jurisdiction, the common requirement to be able to conform to due process is fair play, respect for justice, and respect for the better rights of others. In accordance with the standards of due process, any court of or at any particular time will be well guided instead of being merely confined strictly to a precise definition which may or may not apply in every case. The relativity of due process requires a reasonable degree of flexibility in applying procedural due process. Thus, not all situations calling for procedural safeguards call for the same kind of procedure. A determination of the precise nature of the government function involved as well as the private interest that has been affected by governmental action must be considered in determining the application of the rules of procedure. Capeteria and Restaurant Workers Union versus Mac Elroy. To say that the concept of due process is flexible does not mean that judges are at large to apply it to any and uh, all relationships. Its flexibility uh, in its scope, once it has been determined that some process is due, it is a recognition that not all situations calling for procedural safeguards for the same kind of procedure. Morizet versus Brewer Procedural Due Process Procedural due process is the aspect of due process which serves as a restriction on actions of judicial and quasi judicial agencies of the government. It refers to the method and manner by which the law is enforced. <clears throat> its fundamental elements or the fundamental elements of procedural due process. One, notice to be meaningful must be as to time and place. Second, opportunity to be heard. And third, the court or tribunal must have jurisdiction. In a case, uh, the court uh, declared that the essence of procedural due process is embodied in the basic requirement of notice and a real opportunity to be heard. In administrative proceedings, procedural due process simply means the opportunity to explain one side or the opportunity uh, to uh, seek a reconsideration of the action or ruling complaint of. To be heard does not mean only verbal arguments in court. One may be heard also through pleadings, where opportunity to be heard either through oral arguments or pleadings is accorded. there. Uh, there is no dental or procedural due process or denial or procedural due process. When the Rosario filed her motion for reconsideration assailing Secretary Paglaman's order, she was able to completely and exhaustively present her arguments. The denial of her motion was on the basis of the merits of her arguments and any other evidence she was able to present. She was given a fair and reasonable opportunity to present her side, hence there was no deprivation of due process. Remidio Spiritobis Lorgardio. In another case, the Supreme Court uh, stressed that the disputed investigation report in an internal communication between the DEC Secretary and the Investigation Committee is not generally intended for the of respondent or any other person for that matter except the DEC Secretary. She is entitled only to the administrative decision based on substantial evidence made of record and a reasonable opportunity to meet the charges or charges and the evidence presented against her during the hearings of the Investigation Committee, a case of Pepianco versus uh, Moral where a complaint was filed against uh, uh, a respondent, uh, Camille Gonzalez uh, Chief Librarian uh, for dishonesty uh, grave misconduct and conduct prejudicial to the best interest of the service and uh, the DEX Investing Committee was created to inquire into the charges against her so uh, the court uh, uh, decided uh, findings and recommendations uh, if the findings and recommendations of Investing Committee uh, is uh, sufficient yes on the other hand in the case of uh, Kudya a PMA uh, cadet that was uh, dismissed uh, for being uh, uh, or uh, dismissed from the academy the supreme court uh, uh, answer uh, uh, about the dismissal if his right to the process is uh, uh, denied the uh, supreme court said no Due process in disciplinary cases involving students does not entail proceedings and hearings similar to those prescribed for actions and proceedings in courts of justice, that the proceedings may be summary, that cross-examination is not an essential part of the investigation or hearing, and that the required proof in a student disciplinary action which is an administrative case is neither proof beyond reasonable doubt nor preponderance of evidence but only substantial evidence or such relevant evidence as a reasonable mind might accept as adequate to support a conclusion what is crucial is that official action must meet minimum standards of fairness to the individual which generally encompass the right of adequate notice and a meaningful opportunity to be heard it is not required that a procedural due process be afforded at every stage of developing disciplinary action what is required is that an adequate hearing be held before the final act of dismissal kudya Mr. superintendent of uh, pme procedural due process Procedural due process is the aspect of due process which serves as a restriction on actions of judicial and quasi-judicial agencies of the government. It refers to the method and manner by which a law is enforced. The fundamental elements of procedural due process are Notice, to be meaningful must be as to time and place, opportunity to be heard, and court or tribunal must have jurisdiction. In a case, uh, the essence of procedural due process is embodied in the basic requirement of notice in a real opportunity to be heard. In administrative proceedings such as in the case at bar, procedural due process simply means the opportunity to explain one side or the opportunity to seek a reconsideration of the action or ruling complained of. To be heard does not mean only verbal arguments in court. One may be heard also through pleadings where opportunity to be heard either through oral arguments or pleadings is accorded. There is no denial of procedural due process. Also another case, a complaint was filed against a respondent, Chief Librarian, uh, and uh, the investigating committee was created to inquire into the charges against her. Is entitled to be informed of the findings and recommendations of the investigating committee? Answer no. It must be stressed that the disputed investigation report is an internal communication between the DEX Secretary and the Investigation Committee and it's not generally intended for the perusal of respondent or any other person for that matter except the DEX Secretary. She's entitled only to the administrative decision based on substantial evidence made of record and a reasonable opportunity to meet the charges and evidence presented against her during the hearings of the Investigation Committee in uh, the case of uh, kudya a pma cadet that was uh, dismissed in the pma was the dismissal of kudelia sanaya lobis right to due process no due process in disciplinary cases involving students does not entail proceedings and hearings similar to those prescribed for actions and proceedings in courts of justice that the proceedings may be summary that cross-examination is not an essential part of the investigation or hearing, and that the required proof in a student disciplinary action, which is an administrative case, is neither proof beyond reasonable doubt nor preponderance of evidence, but only substantial evidence or such relevant evidence as a reasonable mind might accept as adequate to support supported conclusion. What is uh, crucial is that official action must meet minimum standards of fairness to the individual which generally encompass the right of adequate notice and meaningful opportunity to be heard. It is not required that procedural due process be afforded at every stage of developing disciplinary action. What is required is that uh, an adequate hearing be held before the final act of dismissal kudya versus superintendent of PMA. Now we go to judicial due process. Whether in civil or criminal judicial proceedings, due process requires that there be an impartial and disinterested court clothed by law with authority to hear and determine the matter before it. Note, the test of impartiality is whether the judge's intervention tends to prevent the proper presentation of the case or the ascertainment of the truth. Second, jurisdiction lawfully acquired over the defendant or the property which is the subject matter of the proceeding. Third, notice and opportunity to be heard be given to the defendant, and for judgment to be rendered after a local hearing, clearly explained as due to the factual and legal basis, Constitution Section 14, Article 7. Distinguish uh, administrative and judicial due process. As to essence, administrative due process as uh, is uh, has opportunity to explain one side, while judicial it has a day in court. The means in administrative due process, usually through seeking a reconsideration of the ruling uh, or the action taken, or appeal to a superior authority, while in judicial, submission of pleadings and oral arguments. As to notice and hearing, in administrative due process required when the administrative body is exercising quasi judicial function, as in the case of PILCOM SAT versus Alkua. while in judicial due process, both are essential. The notice and hearing. Due Process in Academic and Disciplinary Proceedings Parties are bound by the rules governing academic requirements and standards of behavioral prescribed by the educational institution. Resource to court is available to parties. Due Process in Deportation Proceedings Although a deportation proceeding does not partake of the nature of a criminal action, however, considering that it is harsh and extraordinary administrative proceedings affecting the freedom and uh, liberty of a person, the constitutional right of such person to due process should not be denied. Thus, the provision of the rules of court of the Philippines, particularly on criminal procedure, are applicable to deportation proceedings. Law Hill v. C.A. In a case, a German was granted permanent resident status in the country. In the letter of Vice President, informed the Philippine Ambassador to Germany that respondent had police records and financial abilities in Germany. The Board of Commissioners thereafter issued a summary deportation order. It relied on the correspondence from the German Vice Consul on his speculation that it was unlikely that the German embassy will issue a new passport to the respondent. On the warrant of arrest issued by the District Court of Germany against the respondent for insurance fraud and on alleged illegal activities of the respondent in Palawan, the uh, Board of uh, Commissioners concluded that the respondent uh, was not only undocumented but an undesirable alien as well. Is the summary deportation order is valid? No. Section 37C of Commonwealth Act 613, as amended, provides that no alien shall be deported without being informed of the specific grounds for deportation or without being given a hearing under rules of procedure to the prescribed by the Commissioner of Immigration under paragraphs or under the Memorandum Order. An alien cannot be deported unless he is given a chance to be heard in a full deportation hearing with the right to adduce evidence in his behalf. The respondent was not afforded any hearing at all. The BOC simply concluded that the respondent committed insurance fraud and illegal activities in Palawan without any evidence. The respondent was not afforded a chance to refute the charges. He cannot thus be arrested and deported without due process of law as required by the Bill of Rights of the Constitution, Domingo v. Kier. However, there are instances when hearings are not necessary. 1. When administrative agencies are exercising their quasi-legislative functions, abatement of nuisance per se, granting by course of professional remedies, cases of preventive suspension, removal of temporary employees in a government service, issuance of warrants of restraint and or levy by the BIR commissioner, cancellation of the passport of a person charged with a crime and suspension of a bank's operation by the Monetary Board upon a prima facie finding of liquidity problems in such bank. In a case, uh, an ordinance passed in the City of Manila makes it unlawful for non Filipino citizen to be employed or to be engaged in any kind of trade business or occupation with the City of Manila without securing an employment permit from the Mayor of Manila. Is the const- ordinance uh, unconstitutional? Yes, the ordinance is unconstitutional. While it is true that the Philippines as a state is not obliged to admit aliens within its territory, once an alien is admitted, he cannot be deprived of life without due process of law. This guarantee includes the means of livelihood. The ordinance amounts to a denial of the basic right of the people of the Philippines to engage in the means of livelihood. Mayor Beliagas versus Heo Ching. Chao, Now we go to levels of scrutiny. 1. Differential Review or the Rational Basis Test Laws are upheld if they rationally further legitimate governmental interest without course seriously inquiring into the substantiality of such interest in examining the alternative means by which the objectives uh, could be achieved. This test is applicable for Economic, Property, and Commercial Legislation White Light Corporation vs. City of Manila Second Intermediate Review the substantiality of the governmental interest is seriously looked into and the availability of less restrictive alternatives is considered. Third, strict scrutiny. The focus is on the presence of compelling rather than substantial governmental interest and on the absence of less restrictive means for achieving that interest. The Void for weakness Doctrine A law is vague when it lacks cooperative standards that men of common intelligence must necessarily guess at its common meaning and differ as to its application. In such instance, the statute is repugnant to the Constitution because 1. It violates due process for failure to accord persons, especially the parties targeted by it, fair notice of what conduct to and 2. It leaves law enforcers an unbridled discretion in carrying out its provisions. People versus de la piedra. The Supreme Court held that the doctrine can only be invoked against these pieces of legislation that is utterly vague on its face, that is, that which cannot be clarified either by saving clause or by construction. Is the s. by? The void for weakness doctrine cannot be used to impugn the validity of a criminal statute using facial challenge, but it may be used to invalidate a criminal statute as applied to a particular defendant. In a case uh, in Nabuta City, uh, started to strictly implement their respective Corpio Ordinance on minors through police operations. Petitioners argue that the Corpio Ordinance are unconstitutional because they result in arbitrary and discriminatory enforcement, as there are no clear provisions or detailed standards on how law enforcers should apprehend and properly determine the aims of the alleged Corpio violators and thus fall under the void for weakness doctrine. Is uh, this contention uh, proper? No. The void for bigness doctrine is premised on due process considerations which are absent from this particular claim. Petitioners fail to point out any ambiguous standard and any of the provisions of the Corpy ordinances, but rather lament the lack of detail on how the AIDS of a suspected minor would be determined. Uh, the mechanism uh, related uh, to the implementation of the core ordinances are, however, matters of policy that are best left for the political branches of government to resolve. Verily, the objective of curbing unbridled enforcement is not the sole consideration in a void for weakness analysis, rather, petitioners must show that this perceived danger of unbridled enforcement stems from an ambiguous provision in the law that allows enforcement authorities to second-guess if a particular conduct is prohibited or not prohibited. Besides, Petitioners are mistaken in claiming that there are no sufficient standards to identify suspected curfew violators. While it is true that the Corpio ordinances do not explicitly state these parameters, law enforcement agents are still bound to follow the prescribed measures found in statutory law when implementing ordinances, specifically or specifically, RA 9344 as amended which provides the mechanisms for the determination of AIDS. Spark it, Albert Soskirson C. Now we go to concept of equal protection of laws. All persons or things similarly situated should be treated alike. Both as to rights conferred and responsibilities imposed, it guarantees equality, not identity of rights, it does not forbid discrimination as to persons and things that are different. What it forbids are distinctions based on impermissible criteria unrelated to a proper legislative purpose or class or discriminatory legislation which discriminates against some and people others when both are similarly situated. In a case, EO-1 was issued by President Aquino to investigate reported cases of graft and corruption of the Arroyo administration. Is such action valid? No. It must be borne in mind that the Arroyo administration is but just a member of a class, that is, a class of past administrations. It is not a class of its own, not to include past administrations, similarly situated, constitutes arbitrariness which the Equal Protection Clause cannot sanction. Such discriminating differentiation clearly reverberates to label the commission as a vehicle for vindictiveness and selective retribution. Virago vs. Philippine Truth Commission Question, are aliens entitled to the protection of equal protection? As a general rule, it applies to all persons, both citizens and aliens. The Constitution places the civil rights of aliens on equal footing with those of the citizens. Exception, statutes may validly limit exclusively to citizens the enjoyment of rights or privileges connected with the public domain, the public works, or the natural resources of the state. Note, the rights and interests of the state in these things are not simply political but also proprietary in nature and so the citizens may lawfully be given preference over aliens in their use of enjoyment. Rationally for allowing in exceptional cases valid classification based on citizenship. Aliens do not naturally possess the sympathetic consideration and regard for customers with whom they came in daily contact, nor the patriotic desire to help bolster the nation's economy, except insofar as it enhances their profit, nor the loyalty and allegiance which the national owes to the land. These limitations on the qualifications of aliens have been shown on many equations and instances, especially in times of crisis and emergency. Song versus Hernandez. Now, we go to Requisites for Valid Classification. The classification must rest on substantial distinctions be germane to the purpose of the law, not be limited to existing conditions only, and it applies equally to all members of the same class, people versus kayat. In a case, uh, Rosalie filed against his husband uh, for violation of Bausi. The husband uh, uh, questioned and invoked uh, or uh, uh, argues that uh, the law, 9262, the BAUSI law, uh, violates the guarantee of equal protection because the remedies against personal violence that provides may be invoked only by the wives or women partners but not by the husbands or male partners, even if the latter could possibly be victims of violence by their women partners. Uh, does this law uh, uh, violates the equal protection clause of the Constitution? No. The BAUSI or RA 9262, Rest on substantial distinction, there is an unequal power relationship between women and men and the fact that women are more likely than men to be victims of violence and the widespread gender bias and prejudice against women all make for real differences justifying the classification under the law. The classification is germane to the purpose of the law. The distinction between men and women is germane to the purpose of RA-9262, which is to address violence committed against women and children. There is likewise no merit to the contention that RA-9262 singles out the husband or father as the culprit. As the ban or defined above, bousey may likewise be committed against a woman with whom the person has for had a sexual or dating relationship. Clearly, the use of the gender-neutral word person who was or had a sexual or dating relationship with a woman encompasses even lesbian relationships. Moreover, while the law provides that the offender be related or connected to the victim by marriage, former marriage, or a sexual or dating relationship, it does not preclude the application of the principle of conspiracy under the revised penal code, Garcia v. Drillon. Another question: Section 5, uh, or uh, or Section 5.23 of the Republic Health Law IRR provides that skilled health professionals such as provincial, city, or municipal health officers, chiefs of hospitals, nurses, midwives cannot be considered as conscientious objectors. Is this provision unconstitutional? Yes, this is a discretionary violation of the equal protection clause. The conscientious objection clause should be equally protective of the religious belief of public health officers. There is no perceptible distinction why they should not be considered exempt from the mandates of the law. The protection accorded to other conscientious objectors, conscientious objectors, should equally apply to all medical practitioners without distinction, whether they belong to the public or private sector. After all, the freedom to believe is intrinsic in every individual and the protective robe that guarantees its free exercise is not taken off even if one acquires employment in the government. In Bong Another question, the new central bank uh, created two categories of employees. The Banko Central ng Pilipinas officers who are exempt from salary standardization law and the rank and file employees with salary 19 and below were not exempt from SSL. Subsequent to the enactment of the Act, the Charters of the Land Bank of the Philippines and all other government financial institutions were amended, exempting all their personnel including the rank and file employees from the coverage of the SSL. The BSE Employees Association filed a petition to prohibit the BSP from implementing the provision of the Act For they were illegally discriminated against when they were placed within the coverage of the SSL law. Was there a violation of the equal protection clause? Yes. In the field of equal protection, they guaranteed that no person shall be denied equal protection of the laws, includes the prohibition against enacting laws that allow invidious discrimination, directly or indirectly. If a law has the effect of denying the equal protection of the law or permits such denial, it is unconstitutional. It is against this standard that the disparate treatment of the BSP rank-in-file from the other government financial institutions cannot stand judicial scrutiny. For as regards the exemption from the coverage of the SSL, there exists no substantial distinction so as to differentiate the BSP rank-in-file from the other rank-in-file of other uh, government uh, financial institutions. The challenge provision of the new central bank as was facially neutral insofar as it did not differentiate between the rank and file employees of the BSP and the rank and file employees of other GFIs, and yet its effects, when taken in light of the exemption of the latter employees from the SSL, were discriminatory Central Bank Employees Association versus Banco Central ng Pilipinas. Now we go to levels of scrutiny. 1. The Rational Basis Test or the Differential Review The traditional test which requires only that government must not impose differences in treatment except upon some reasonable differentiation fairly related to the object of regulation. Simply put, it merely demands that the classification in the statute reasonably relates to the legislative purpose. 2. The Strict Scrutiny Test This refers to the standard for determining the quality and the amount of governmental interest uh, brought to justify the regulation of fundamental freedoms. Strict scrutiny is used today to test the validity of laws dealing with the regulation of speech, gender, or race, as well as other fundamental rights as expansion from its earlier applications to equal protection. White Light Corporation versus City of Manila. It is applied when the challenge statute either A. Classifies on the basis of an inherently suspect. Characteristics or B infringes fundamental constitutional rights, that all legal restrictions which curtail the civil rights of a single racial group are immediately suspect. That is not to say that all such restrictions are unconstitutional. It is to say that courts must subject them to their most rigid scrutiny. The presumption of constitutionality is reversed, that is, such legislation is assumed to be unconstitutional until the government demonstrates otherwise. Central Bank employees. Association versus BSP. Third test is the intermediate scrutiny test. On this test, it requires that the classification or the means must serve an important governmental objective, which is the ends, and is substantially related to the achievement of such objective. A classification based on sex is the best established example of an intermediate level of review. Distinguish rational basis test versus strict scrutiny. In rational basis test, it applies to legislative classifications in general such as those pertaining to economic or social legislations which do not affect uh, fundamental rights of uh, suspect classes or is not based on gender or uh, illegitim- illegitimacy. While on the other hand, strict scrutiny applies to legislative classifications affecting fundamental rights or uh, suspect uh, classes then, uh, uh, on the part of uh, rational uh, basis, is, uh, legislative purpose must be uh, legitimate. On the other hand, on, on one side, legislative purpose must be uh, compelling. In rational basis uh, tests, classification must be rationally related to the legislative purpose. While in the strict scrutiny test, classification must be necessary and narrowly tailored to achieve the legislative purpose. Right Against Unreasonable Searches and seizures. What is the concept of privacy? The right to be left alone. In context, the right to privacy means the right to be free from unwarranted exploitation of one's person or prime intrusion into one's private activities in such a way as to cause humiliation to a person's ordinary sensibilities. Now, let's distinguish what is search warrant against warrant of arrest. Search warrants as to authority which examines. The judge must personally examine in the form of searching questions and answers in writing and under oath the complainant and the witnesses he may produce on facts personally known to them. While, in warrant of arrest as to authority, it is not necessary that the judge should personally examine the complainant and his witnesses. The judge would simply personally review the initial determination of the prosecutor to see if it is supported by substantial evidence. Basis of determination as to search warrant The determination of probable cause depends to a large extent upon the finding or opinion of the judge who conducted the required examination of the applicant and the witnesses, while under the warrant of arrest, uh, basis of determination is uh, merely or uh, the judge merely determines the probability, not the certainty of guilt of the accused, and in so doing, he need not conduct a new hearing. The Search Warrant It is an order in writing issued in the name of the people of the Philippine Islands, signed by a judge or a justice of the peace and directed to a peace officer, commanding him to search for personal property and bring it before the court, Rodriguez v. Villamil. A search may be conducted by law enforcers only on the strength of a search warrant validly issued by a judge. Articles which are the product of unreasonable searches and seizures are inadmissible as evidence. Search warrants to be valid must particularly describe the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. People vs. Aruta i Minguin The right to be secure from unreasonable search may, like every right, be waived and such waiver may be made either expressly or impliedly. People vs. Malasugi Requisites for a valid warrant 1. It must be issued upon determination of probable cause. The probable cause must be determined by the judge himself and not by the applicant or any other person. In the determination of a probable cause, the judge must examine under oath or affirmation the complainant and such witnesses as the latter may produce. And the warrant issued must particularly describe the place to be searched and persons and things to be seized. Note, general warrant is not allowed. It must be issued pursuant to a specific offense to Nil Versus Duke no. General warrants. These are warrants of broad and general characterization or sweeping description which will authorize police officers to undertake a fishing expedition to cease and confiscate any and all kind of evidence or articles relating to an offense. Purpose of Particularity of Description in Search warrant. Readily identify the properties to be seized and thus prevent the peace officers from seizing the wrong items. Leave peace officers with no description regarding the articles to be seized and thus prevent unreasonable searches and censures back in Katalin Ruiz. Particularity of description for a search warrant is complied with when The description therein is as specific as the circumstances will ordinarily allow or the description expresses a conclusion of fact, not of law by which the warrant officer may be guided in making the search and seizure, or the things described are limited to those which bear direct relation to the offense for which the warrant is being issued. What are the properties subject to seizure? Property subject of the offense, stolen or imbecile property in other proceeds or fruits of the offense, or property used or intended to be used as means for the commission of an offense. Note, Items in violation of Article 2. one of the Revised Penal Code such as immoral doctrines, obscene publications and indecent shows can be destroyed even if the accused was acquitted. PD nine six nine and act amending Article two zero one mandates the forfeiture and destruction of pornographic materials involved in the violation of Article 201 of the Revised Penal Code even if the accused was acquitted. Nogales vs people. Nature observes oral proceedings. Neither a criminal action nor a commencement of a prosecution. It is solely for the possession of personal property. Probable cause It requires facts and circumstances that would lead a reasonably prudent man to believe that an offense has been committed and that the objects sought in connection with that offense are in the place to be searched. Such facts and circumstances are dissident to the issuance of a warrant that in themselves are sufficient to induce a cautious man to rely on them and act in pursuance thereof. The evidence necessary to establish a probable cause is based only on the likelihood or probability of guilt. Mr versus Office of the Obvious man. In a case, a finding of probable cause needs only to rest on evidence showing that more likely than not a crime has been committed and that it was committed by the accused. Probable cause demands more than bare suspicion. It requires less than evidence which would justify conviction. The judge in determining probable cause is to consider the totality of the circumstances made known to him and not by a fixed and rigid formula and must employ a flexible totality of the circumstances standards. Facts discovered during surveillance on the basis of information and evidence provided by petitioners constitute personal knowledge which could form the basis for the issuance of a search warrant. This is uh, uh, in relation to a case where an LPD Dealers Association and Total Gas LPD Dealers Association filed a letter complaint before the NBI, requesting assistance in the surveillance, investigation, apprehension, and prosecution of respondents for alleged illegal trading of LPD products and or under filing possession or sale of uh, such products. So the NBI, through its agent, in uh, undercover uh, agent conducted surveillance and test by operations and thereafter they filed two applications for search warrant to conduct a search of the uh, refilling plant. So their findings is uh, uh, of probable uh, cause in search warrant application is acceptable. What constitute personal knowledge? The person to be arrested must execute an overt act indicating that he had just committed, is actually committing, or is attempting to commit a crime. Such overt act is done in the presence or within the view of arresting uh, officer. Note, initial hearsay information or tips from confidential informants uh, could very well serve as basis for the issuance of a search warrant if followed up personally by the recipient and validated. Looking at the records, it is clear that Padilla and his companions were able to personally verify the tip of their informant. The evidence on record clearly shows that applicant and witnesses were able to verify the information obtained from their confidential source. The evidence likewise showed that there was probable cause for the issuance of a search warrant, thus the requirement of personal knowledge of the applicant and witnesses was clearly satisfied in this case. Merely reliable uh, information will not satisfy the personal knowledge requirement. The long-standing rule in this jurisdiction applied with a great degree of consistency is that reliable information alone is not sufficient to justify a warrantless arrest under Section 5 of Rule 113. The rule requires in addition that the accused perform some overt act that would indicate that he has committed, is actually committing, or is attempting to commit an offense. Searching Questions this is an examination by the investigating judge of the complainant and the latter's witnesses in writing and under oath or affirmation to determine whether there is reasonable ground to believe that an offense has been committed and whether the accused is probably guilty thereof so that a warrant of arrest may be issued and he may be held liable for trial. A police officer cannot amplify or modify what has been set out in the warrant. Such a change is proscribed by the Constitution which requires a search warrant to particularly describe the place to be searched. Otherwise, it would it would open the door to abuse of the search process and grant to officers executing the search that discretion which the Constitution has precisely removed from them. The particularization of the description of the place to be searched may properly be done only by the judge and only in the warrant itself. It cannot be left to the discretion of the police officers conducting the search. It is neither fair nor licit to allow police officers to search a place different from that stated in the warrant on the claim that the place actually searched, although not that specified in the warrant, is exactly what they had in view when they applied for the warrant and had demarcated in their supporting evidence. What is material in determining the validity of a search is the place stated in the warrant itself, not what applicants had in their thoughts or had represented in the proofs they submitted to the court issuing the warrant. In a case, two graduating students of uh, St. Teresa's College, while changing into their swimsuits for a beach party, were about to attend. Uh, Along with several others, took digital pictures of themselves clad only in their undergarments. These pictures were then uploaded by uh, one of them or uh, by uh, another person uh, on her uh, Facebook profile. Back at the school, uh, Escudero, a computer teacher at uh, St. Therese High School Department, learned from her students that some senior students posted pictures online depicting themselves from the waist up, dressed only in breech years. Escudero reported the matter and through one of her students' Facebook page, showed the photos to the disciplinary in charge for appropriate action. Where an means used by St. Therese College in gathering information about the photo? An No. Even assuming that a photo and a show are visible only to the sanctioned students, Facebook friends, respondents in Teresa's college can hardly be taken to task for the perceived privacy invasion since it was the minors Facebook friends who showed the pictures to Tigul. Respondents were made recipients of what were posted. They did not resort to any unlawful means of gathering the information as it was voluntarily given to men to them by persons uh who had legitimate access to the said post. Clearly, the fault if uh, any lies with the parents of the minors. Curiously enough, however, neither the minors nor their parents imputed any violation of privacy against the students who showed the images to Escudero. As to the witness of the search, The search of a house, room, or premises to be made in presence of two witnesses provides that a search under the strength of a warrant is required to be witnessed by the lawful occupant of the premises sought to be searched. It must be stressed that it is only upon their absence that their presence may be replaced by two persons of sufficient age and discretion residing in the same locality. In the case, a judicious proposal of the records revealed that the policemen involved in the search of uh, Balawitan's residents, as shown in their own testimonies, did not conduct the search in accordance with Section 8 Rule 126 of the Revised Rules of uh, Criminal Procedure. Worse, the search team even instructed Maria to contact her father via telephone, which he could only do by leaving their residence and going to the house of a certain Dr. Romeo Bago to use the telephone therein. It was only after her return to the residence that SPO 2 announced that we have all, all allegedly found Shabu and Balawitan's room. The search conducted therein by the search team fell way below the standard mandated by the Rule 126 and thus deemed unreasonable within the purview of the exclusionary rule of the Constitution or under the Constitution.